Let's pray one more time real quickly. Father, as we remember Leo, may we look to you, the God of all comfort. And as we have been remembering him, we ask now that you might continue to comfort us through your son, Jesus Christ. And we ask this in his name. Amen. The last enemy to be abolished is death. That's what the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. And I know that for family and friends and church members and acquaintances, caregivers, on a day like today, those words may ring hollow, and that is understandable because of what we see before us and what we have seen. Also because of what we cannot see. Uh, For instance, what do we see and what have we seen? Well, today before us is a coffin with a flag draped over it. And we see a family grieving. We see flowers. We see condolences being given. And they'll continue to be given. We see tears. We see hugs. We see pain. We see loss. What we have seen, though... And there's no way I can do justice to what's already been said about what we have seen in Leo Davis. But he is a man who, when when he knew his time on this earth was short, he wanted to make it clear, as Nadine said, how happy a person he was. He wanted to make sure people knew he was a happy person. I've heard it said by more than one person even today as we've been walking around before the service, and I've just been having conversations with some of you, that he was a quiet man. But that wasn't to be mistaken for unhappiness. He may not have laughed out loud a lot, but he wanted you to know he laughed inside. What have we seen? We've seen a man, he wasn't born far away from here, out in Harnett County. He, his father passed away when he was only 12 years old. He moved to Moore County around that time. I believe I saw when he was 11. Um, He served in our nation's army. He was stationed in Germany and France. And when he came home, he married Betty Dowd. September 23rd, 1955, if I remember seeing that date correctly. And we have seen a man who loved his wife and a wife who loved him too. What have we seen? We've seen a man who loved his father-in-law. I've been told how much he loved your father, Betty, and how he considered him like another dad, and it was actually Betty's father who helped foster his love for plants. And just listening to some of you speak, I wish I would have got some of those lessons because my thumbs don't turn green even if I dip them in whatever. Um, what we've seen is a man who loved his family. He loved you, Al, and he loved you, Lisa. He loved you, Beverly. He loved you, Lewis, Amanda, Matthew, Courtney. All of you he loved. Leo served. He was a man who served. He served as a volunteer fireman for Pinehurst. He and Betty used to live in an upstairs apartment, and when the horn for the fireman would sound, not quite like it is today, I've been told how he would 
fly down the steps. They were steep steps, and Leo was a big guy, so I can only imagine it'd be kind of like me trying to do that. But um, he'd go be picked up by the truck whenever an emergency was going on. And that desire to serve, which Leo exhibited not only in our armed forces but in the fire department, it obviously trickled down because you've got his son, Al, who just retired this week from a long, successful career in the Pinehurst Fire Department. You've got Matthew, who is a fireman in Southern Pines. Lisa is a nurse helping people every day. She married a police officer, Lewis. Lisa, or Leo also worked for, for Fields uh, Plumbing and Heating. Uh, Mac Fields is one of our pallbearers here today, and, and Leo worked for his father and admired him greatly for over 40 years. What we have seen... And Leo is a man who served and worked hard and loved. He, and he did enjoy, like he enjoyed quail hunting. Um, the garden has been mentioned more than once. NASCAR, he, he liked Carl Edwards. Um, I couldn't tell you much about that, but uh, NFL football, I was told how uh, Al wouldn't watch NFL football with him because he's a lot like me and my son tend to get the other team does nothing right. The referees do nothing right. He liked the Cowboys. We wouldn't have gotten along on that, but he later liked the Panthers. We could have got along there. But uh, that's what we've seen. And, and really, that's just such a snapshot. It doesn't do justice to the man. Um, this too, though, he, he loved Bethlehem Baptist Church. And as the pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church, looking out on many members of Bethlehem Baptist Church, he wanted you to know that. Um, he served here too as a chairman of the trustees, as a chairman of the deacons before I got here. Um, he loved this church and he loved the Lord. When I came to Bethlehem, it was a little over three years ago, Leo's health was already to the point where he didn't make it in the services since I've been here. Um, but what I have seen is a man, and and really this is it's been gratifying to hear some of you speak like this even in this service today. I've never heard anyone say anything negative about him. How many people in our lives can we say that about? Um, I've seen a man who, though quiet, was always gracious. I've seen a man who, uh, at least for me, he was always forthright about his physical condition, forthright about how he felt, but he never complained. I never heard him complain once, and I got the impression that others didn't really hear that from him either. Maybe, I mean, I wasn't there all the time, but he never complained. And it's been gratifying to hear some of you say that. So perhaps he could defeat discontentment. Perhaps he could defeat dissatisfaction. Perhaps he could defeat discouragement, which he he battled. We all battle that. And When we consider the physical limitations he had over the past few years, that's quite an accomplishment. And and no one on this earth does it perfectly, but I will say, you know, at no point did I ever sense any of that from him. But nevertheless, that one enemy he couldn't defeat was death because the last enemy to be abolished is death. When a believer dies... What we know happens from Scripture right now is that they are instantly with the Lord. Um, Jesus calls the place Abraham's bosom in Scripture, also paradise. And those who die in Christ see Jesus as He is. And 
having been during their lives saved from the penalty of sin and from the power of sin, they are, upon being with Jesus, saved eternally from even the presence of sin. They're the, the one thing that even in our pain, even in your pain that you can celebrate today is that there is no more sin, there is no more pain, there is no more weeping, no more hurt, and no more anger, and no more anything but irrepressible, inexpressible joy once you're in the presence of Christ. And it's because the Bible teaches us these things that I'm confident Leo or, or, or anyone would look down on us or, or, or isn't looking down on us because he, he would be in pain, you know. He, he's with Christ and, and, and paradise is not a place where there's even a hint of hurt. So I say all of that to say this. If, if Leo or any believer or any unbeliever for that matter too were here one more time, he'd make sure if the last enemy to be abolished is death to say that you need to make sure you are on the side of life. Make sure you are on the side of life. And what I mean by that is God created this world perfect and He created man in His own image perfect. But then man fell from sin and as Paul puts it in Romans 5, through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. So death spread to all men because all sinned. And that means that, that we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 What Paul meant by that is, you know, because Leo and me and you were all descendants of the first man, Adam, it means we're born sinners. And so we're born not on the side of life, but on the side of death. And it's an enemy we can't overcome. We've heard how Leo was a good person, and comparatively speaking, I agree, but I know that he would also not disagree with Scripture that there is none who does good. And when Scripture says that, it means that there's none who is perfectly good. There's none who can do enough good to make up for the fact that you're a sinner. Leo couldn't, I can't, I know I can't, and not even the Apostle Paul himself couldn't. So this afternoon, we thank God for sending His Son, Jesus Christ. It's only through Jesus Christ that Leo could be saved, or me, or you. And it's for His own glory that God has decided to save a people for His own possession. God in love has sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, into what amounts to a spiritual war zone. And He did that, a world fallen into sin... And Jesus came willingly, and he, he did what you and I can't do. He perfectly obeyed. He fulfilled the Father's requirement of perfect righteousness. And because Jesus was not a sinner, death couldn't touch him. And yet, how would we be saved? Because death most definitely touches us. And so, Jesus had to be the sacrificial lamb. Jesus had to be the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And so he went to the cross willingly and he bore the full fury of his father's wrath against all sin for all time, for all who will ever entrust themselves to him. He died, but death could not reign even over him. On the third day, Jesus, the dead, rose alive. 
And we've talked about what we have seen. Here's what we don't see. Here's what we cannot see right now. We can't see with our physical eyes that Jesus right now is in paradise, the same place Leo is, the same place all who die in Christ are. We can't see that he's at the right hand of the Father, and so often we lose sight of the fact that one day he will return. And upon his return, just as he has abolished spiritual death for everyone God makes alive to believe in him, Jesus is going to abolish physical death forever for those who find themselves on the side of life. For those who truly belong to Jesus Christ. Leo would tell you that today. Thankfully, he doesn't have to. He he can just enjoy paradise. But God has told us through his word. And that's why on the occasion of the death of Alfred Leo Davis Sr., I communicate this to you. It will be too late to trust in Jesus once this life comes to an end. And it could happen at any time. Nadine talked about how going back a couple months he had a feeling he wouldn't make it to July. He passed away on June 30th. Not all deaths happen like Leo's though. Ask the people in Orlando or Istanbul or San Bernardino, I implore you, if today at this occasion of death you find your soul on the side of death to repent of your sins and turn to the Lord in desperate faith. Jesus is the only one who can provide you with victory over sin and death. The verse I've read, 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty six, the last enemy to be abolished is death. Later on in that chapter, we read this, In verses 53 to 57. For this perishable must put on the imperishable. And this mortal must put on immortality. What that means is you're not going to last forever in the body you're in. But when this perishable will have put on imperishable. And this mortal will have put on immortality. Then will come about the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Old death where is your victory? Old death where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you, are you coming to God through the Lord Jesus Christ or your own way? And if you're coming your own way, God through His Word says, repent. And I know it's a message Leo would echo today. I guarantee that. If you are coming through Jesus today then, bear in mind also verse 58, the next verse, the last verse in the chapter. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil in the Lord is not in vain. You may not be able to walk on your own. You may not be able to get out of bed. You may not be able to take care of yourself. You may eventually not be able to breathe. Nevertheless, if you are in Christ, your toil is not in vain in the Lord. So abound in the work of the Lord. God has chosen for His own glory to end the physical earthly life of Leo Davis as we go with all the physical earthly life we have left, may we live it 
for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, that is my prayer for me. That is my prayer for everyone here. We thank you for the time you gave each of us with Leo. And we pray especially for Betty, Al, Beverly, Lisa, Lewis, Matthew, Courtney, Amanda, Joanne, and, and, and all the family. For those who are hurting. I feel I've prayed this so much over the past few days. But at the risk of repeating myself, I'll take, Father, Scripture repeating itself any day. You're the Father of mercies. You're the God of all comfort. You're the one who gives peace that surpasses all understanding. You are the shepherd through whom we do not want. You're the shepherd through whom we have no other needs. We say these things. We recite these verses, Father. May they be reality to us. To those grieving May they bring joy, and may in joy you get the glory. Thank you again, Father, for Leo. And in as much as we are able to entrust him to you today, Father, we do so in Jesus' name. Amen.